your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Mary Beth Gonzalez. In this episode, Mary Beth discusses the Dr. Gonzalez cancer protocol and some of the celebrities he helped over the years. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell to get notifications of great new interviews, and please leave comments. Also, be sure to watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. Let's just talk about Robert Good first, if we could, if you sure. don't mind. So, uh, so Kelly just so Kelly also did the did the classified sympathetic and and parasympathetic pers personality types, and that was involved. And he also uh, involved some of Gerson's work, Max Gerson's work, uh, with the coffee enemas, and, and and juicing, and, and and the juicing, and then Kelly got into trouble with Steve McQueen, with Steve McQueen when he treated yes, Steve well, McQueen. he he took on um, Steve McQueen uh, late in, um, in Steve McQueen's um, diagnosis and never should have done it um, because by taking him on as a patient, um, you know, he had a responsibility, but Steve McQueen was never going to be the kind of patient who was going to actually follow the, the protocol. He drank hard, he, he smoked hard, he didn't, he, he, he never really did the protocol. But a couple, um, I think it was weeks after he started meeting with Dr. Kelly, he ended up going off to Mexico and, um, and did a treatment there um, and, and he died. And supposedly when he died on the autopsy, all the cancer was dead. Yes. And he and died of really the surgery. Apparently. Um, and supposedly um, Dr. Kelly was actually given the dead tumor that came out of Kelly's of, of Steve McQueen's body. And he used to have it in a jar in his office. I don't know what happened to that. Um, but that just goes to show you that even though he was only on the protocol for a short amount of time, it did help, you know, kill the tumor. And that isn't why he died. But of course, Dr. Kelly got blamed. So let's talk about uh, Dr. Good, Robert Good. You mentioned he was the father of immunology and all these people have led up to the, uh, mixed treatment and we'll get into the treatment uh, in a little bit more detail. But talk about Robert Good and how he influenced Nick and, and the problems that Dr. Good had and uh, even though he tried to help Nick. So um, Dr. Good, uh, met Nick when Nick was working in, 
at um, doing his research at Cornell Medical School. And when Nick wanted to do an independent study, um, Dr. Good was, was very happy to help him um, and was very interested. And they, he collaborated a lot on, on you know, what type of information that they needed to get for the Kelly study. Um, but unfortunately, around that same time, Dr. Good was involved in a scandal. Um, and, and even though you know, he didn't do anything wrong, it was he, because he was the president of Sloan Kettering at the time that this scandal happened, um, he was blamed for it. So as I understand it, the scandal had to do with a, somebody in another research lab um, who had marked, um, had marked mice and I don't really know the details, Carrie. I yeah, I, I, I guess they marked the mice with, they were doing uh, organ transplants with unrelated animals. And, and one of the mice uh, had this black stripe and they found out that somebody, that the, the person who was doing the research actually was a magic marker that they put the black stripe on one of the mice and, and, and it, it made good, very worried about getting involved in different types of research that could eat, that were not conventional, that may help other people, but he was always worried and always seemed to always have a, would keep his, he would help, but keep arms length, even though he would help. And during the end of the time when Nick was doing his research project with Dr. Kelly, you know, Dr. Good was actually um, asked to leave Sloan Kettering and he moved um, to an, another research hospital in Florida and, and Nick followed him um, and went with him to, you know, to, to, to try to, to, cause he really believed that he was a wonderful scientist. So, and uh, let's talk about Roy Sweet, who was a chiropractor, who was Nick in the book, they, they said that Nick said that was the smartest man he ever met. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Dr. Roy Sweat um, invented the Atlas Orthogonal Treatment of Chiropractic um, Adjustment, and it's a very specific device that um, requires no manipulation whatsoever uh, during a, the, um, the chiropractic treatment. So what happens is, um, and with this device, you're lying down and they tap your atlas right here behind your ear. Um, and it's a very precise measurement. Uh, you know, when they're doing it, it looks like, you know, very simple. Um, this is like a stylus that hits you very um, briefly and softly right here behind your ear. Um, but there's a lot of, of, you know, scientific vector math that goes into figuring out exactly where they're supposed to tap it. And what happens is, by doing that, your body completely aligns um, and it eliminates everything from, um, you know, neck pain and back pain. Uh, I've, I've used the treatment in the past um, for migraines uh, and it's, it's miraculous. So Nick met Dr. Sweat uh, and got to the point where he so believed in the work that almost every patient who came through Nick's office was asked to go get a Atlas adjustment um, at the Sweat Institute, which is in Atlanta, um, because 
once somebody actually has, has, is in complete alignment um, and their atlas is in place, they can absorb the nutrients properly. So it, it really helped with the nutritional program to be completely in alignment. And is, is, is Roy still practicing or his son still practicing? He sure is. He so is. He's in his 90s <laughs> and his son, Matt Sweat, runs the clinic. Um, Matt's a great guy. Uh, and we actually had um, representatives from the, the Sweat Foundation come and teach at our educational seminar so that all the new Gonzalez guardians, doctors know the importance of this Atlas adjustment. And there are other doctors around um, the country who, who do this actual treatment. Um, you know, I have a doctor here uh, nearby in Fort Myers who does it for me. Um, and it's just truly miraculous. Now, Ernst Wander was, uh, was very influential. He discovered that uh, smoking caused cancer. And he was pretty much maligned for that, for coming up with, for, for making that discovery. And him, he, he, him and Nick, uh, he helped Nick and, and they, they, they spoke a lot. If you could talk about that relationship. Well, similar to Nick's relationship with Dr. Kelly, Dr. Sweat, um, Dr. Um, uh, Winder was actually, in some ways, kind of like another father to Nick. Um, Nick lost his father when he was uh, in medical school. His father died um, of cancer. And so Nick really gravitated towards these older gentlemen who could, um, who, who he could be a mentor from. And so Ernest um, Winder was one of those type of people. And he really believed in, in Nick's work and helped to set up um, some research projects so that Nick could actually get his, his work properly evaluated. So let's talk about the protocol now. We talked a little bit about the diet, but let's, let's get into it a little bit more. Uh, so, the, so there's all these different types of diets and you could go online with the Nicholas, uh, with the Gonzalez metabolic uh, type test. So you said there's like a hundred questions. There's 96 questions, right. multiple choice. So anyone can do that. Um, but you know, that's not really being on the protocol. That's just getting your nutritional plan, which is important for a, for a lot of people. But if you have a serious illness or you, or you're concerned about preventing cancer, um, we recommend that you see one of these new doctors who know how to implement the Gonzalez protocol because they're going to be able to real, real quick. So say you got a bit have cancer and you want to do the protocol and you're going to go see one of the doctors and they're going to decide which diet type step one is they're going to find out which diet. So are they going to do it by speaking with you or you still take the, the test? Some of the doctors are having their patients take the test and they do a, a detailed um, medical intake exam. They also have their own diagnostic tests that we've developed for them so that they can metabolically type you um, in a very specific manner. And that will help not only to design the best diet, but the best supplement plan, because we'll be able to see what your imbalances are for different nutrition, as well as nutrients. Now, is juicing a big part of the, the diet part? It, it can be for some of the diets. Um, 
And it's just a great way to, to get raw enzymes and the raw foods into your system. And, and, and uh, you know, when I remember when I met Nick and I was asking him, I go, well, which is the best type, you know, before I knew all about the different diets and the different metabolic types, parasympathetic balance, before I knew anything about that, I said, well, which is the best diet? And he goes, well, it depends on the person. And then I realized, yeah, it depends on the person. You know, some people should eat meat. Other people shouldn't eat meat. Other people should be more mostly vegetables. And uh, I think that's really an important point that one diet isn't right for everybody. And, and we keep, you know, we, we keep uh, talking about that. But I think it's very important that people understand it because it, 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 it's, it's hard to really understand because some people are so you got to be vegan. Other people say, oh, you got to be carnivore. And then obviously there's many different types of diets. So exactly, Carrie, there's seven basic diets that range from more carnivore to more vegetarian and then balance in between. Um, and thankfully, you know, I was balanced and Nick was balanced. So it would made it really easy to cook for, uh, for our, our meals because we were basically eating the same thing. But none of Dr. Gonzalez's diets are vegan or vegetarian. Um, and they all include some form of animal protein which is one of the things that he learned um, from Western A. Price. Now, some of these diets require like four servings of organic vegetables, every day, vegetable juice every day. Um, and then there's other variations that where people can't have any vinegar. Some of the diets have leafy greens, dark leafy greens, a lot of those every day, but they can't have pickled fruits, or excuse me, pickled foods. Um, so, the diets are really um, different, and it's been fascinating to me now that we've introduced the, the Gonzalez metabolic type test to hear people's reactions once they get their diet. And I have to say, like 90% of the people who respond to me say, yes, I'm so excited because I always thought that this is the kind of food that I should be eating, but you know, I got confused. I was doing Atkins. I was doing keto. But this really rings true. And you know, Nick would say that people intuitively know what they're supposed to eat. Their brain knows what they're supposed to eat. But then they listen to all these so-called diet experts um, who are doing the one size fits all. And it takes a, a, a different type of thinking to realize that it's not like that. You really need to eat what's right for you. And how about coffee? alcohol, processed foods, sugar, are they on the diet at all? Absolutely not. So, you know, the part of the goal of the whole program is, is to detox your body. So you don't want to add toxicity um, to your body and you don't want to add sugar because sh cancer feeds on sugar. Um, and so there's no white flour, no white sugar, um, no alcohol, and the only coffee that is recommended is the coffee in your coffee enema. And should that be organic in the coffee enema? Yes. And, you know, low acid, organic, um, the cleanest coffee you can get. Now let's talk about the, the fun part, the supplements, you know, all the pancreatic supplements, 45 grams of pancreatic oral supplements a day uh, for certain cancer patients. So let's talk about the supplements, uh, where the or origin came from the supplements, uh, 
and uh, and how do people take 150 supplements a day? And talk talk about that. I'm so fascinated with those supplements. Okay, you know, I used to so take a couple of pancreatic supplements a day uh, from that one company that I'm trying to remember the brand. Uh, I, I saw at at IFM they had a booth, and I I was ordering from them, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on their name. He they did mention the brand in, in, in the Maverick MD book, but uh, wh what's the name of that brand of the pancreatic supplements? So um, Nick specially designed pancreatic enzymes that are now formulated um, by Allergy Research Group. Allergy Research, yes, thank you. And, and consumers can buy them at Nutricology.com. And if you just put in the search bar, the name Gonzalez, you'll see all the different enzymes and and other supplements that Nick formulated that they now um, offer people. Um, so, I, you know, I'm I still shake my head in in disbelief that Nick was had so many different talents. But so not not only was he a great writer and a great doctor, um, but he was a scientist and he designed all these supplements that he, that he offered to his patients. Um, he didn't necessarily you know seek out wanting to have to do that. But he couldn't find on the general market the exact supplements that worked for the balancing of the autonomic nervous system that he needed in his practice. So um, you asked a little bit about how the supplements work. Well, for the sympathetic dominant patients, Nick would rec generally recommend very large doses of magnesium, some potassium, and very little calcium because that stimulates the paras, excuse me, the sympathetic nerves, and you don't want that if you're already sympathetic dominant. For parasympathetics, um, they would be given large doses of calcium, but really told to avoid um, magnesium and potassium. Um, and then everybody uh, would get the pancreatic enzymes that Nick formulated. And his, his special formulation is a freeze-dried whole pancreas, and it comes from the pancreas of animals um, in New Zealand, where the 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 process is very clean, um, and these animals, you know, they don't have mad cow disease, um, and the the freeze-dried whole pancreas is very minimally activated, so it's much closer to eating raw pancreas than any of the other forms of pancreatic enzymes on the market, which is why people, you know, universally say they're the best enzymes available. Um, his cancer patients, they would take um, about eight to 12 of his pancreatic enzymes, 425 milligrams a capsule, five times a day away from meals. And this really helps those enzymes focus on the cancer as opposed to aiding in digestion. Um, and you know, for those of you who are interested in this, you, know, you should know that, that one of those five times a day doses is at 3.30 in the morning, um, which is when the body is at rest and is likely already digested dinner. So those, those enzymes can really focus on, treat, on the cancer. Um, but anybody who did um, that many pancreatic enzymes, you know, had, in, in order to avoid toxemia, had to do the detox procedures and the coffee enemas. So we have the, the patients have the diet, they have the pancreatic supplements. 
Are there, were there any other supplements like vitamin C, vitamin D that, that were on the protocol? So, yes. So there were over a hundred different supplements that Nick um, worked with in the protocol. And so um, depending on what your metabolic type was or, and your other, um, other uh, symptoms, the doctors will design a program specifically for you. And it includes, you know, the B vitamins and D and A and a bunch of glandulars to support your heart and your lungs and your hypothalamus. Um, and then, you know, other, other trace minerals that, that he would, that he designed. And like I said, a lot of these products are available now um, from Allergy Research Group. Uh, and from etnutropology.com. MacuHealth, your science born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. One thing optometry has been missing is a unified message that explains the importance of eye care. Now, OYE Broadcasting has solved that dilemma. We're excited to announce this content delivery service that is designed to expand and enhance your practice and grow the industry of optometry as a whole. Please visit oyebroadcasting.com for more information and sign up today. So we take the pancreatic, uh, we take the supplements the cancer is dying inside our body. We're toxic. Now we have to detoxify. So let's talk about the main pillar, which we alluded to a little bit before, the coffee enema. Uh, that, you know, people, you know, always shake their head with the coffee enema, but this is something that was very, you know, was part of medicine uh, uh, for a very long time because, you know, detoxification, and, you know, when I went to high school, we called it excretion. So now it's called detoxification. Uh, we give it a fancier word. You know, I say detoxification, it's, it's like excretion. I have an infrared sauna in my house. You know, I, I do juicing. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very interested in detoxification because you can't be healthy unless you detoxify. You can't, you know, some people are very good at detoxifying, but a lot of people have a, 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 a snip where about a third of the people are very poor at, at detoxifying and they really need to be able to detoxify. So let's talk about the coffee enema. And even though people laugh about it, let's talk about the importance and what it does for somebody. Well, I understand a lot of people are a little hesitant. Um, and you know, I get some really crazy questions with people saying things like, well, isn't it too hot to, to do a coffee enema and doesn't that hurt to, to, to take in all that hot coffee? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, um, no, because <laughs> you, it's really important that the, that the coffee just be body temperature. You're not putting hot coffee um, in your bum. That would be <laughs> really painful. Uh, and anybody who, who is hesitant, I just ask them like, try it once because the first time you do it, you will feel relief. Uh, it's very simple to, to, um, to prepare the, the coffee um, and have it be at, at body temperature. Um, you're going to do it a couple times a day if you're a cancer patient or just for preventative reasons. You're going to do it just in the morning. Um, and I find it to be one of the most calming times of my day. Uh, and 
you know, Nick used to, used to read his Bible for an hour each morning before he went to work. And he would be doing his coffee enemas while he was reading his Bible. Um, and so it's just a, a very simple procedure. Um, and it really does not only help clean you out, but it, it, it helps calm you down and put you into a more parasympathetic state. And where can you buy the, the, the stuff to do the coffee enemas? So you buy the right stuff because people are going to hear this sure. and they're going to want to do it. So we recommend people go to um, purelifeenemas.com uh, and it, we have a link on our website in the resources section. There's different types of enema bags and buckets um, and really gets down to your personal preference. Um, you know, I use a stainless steel bucket that I can easily clean uh, and then when I travel, I use a, a silicone bag because that's just a lot easier. Um, but, you know, some people don't like the bucket because you, it's stainless steel. So you can't see um, the coffee as, as it's ingested um, and you don't know how much you've taken in. So um, it's really personal, personal preference, but it's really important to put a French colon tube on the end so that you don't hurt yourself as you insert the tube and don't put the tube up too high. Um, but there's, there's several places on the internet that, that give you an explanation about how to actually do the procedure. And how long do you leave the coffee in? I mean, as long as you can, I, you know, I would imagine- No, you actually, you don't want it in for more than 15 minutes. It's actually counterproductive. You hold it as long, you hold it for as long up to 15 minutes as you can, and you'll get better with practice. Uh, and for those who really have trouble holding their enema, they can put a little blackstrap molasses in the coffee mixture and that really helps. Um, but mostly it's just important to, to, to calm down and, um, and relax and you'll be able to hold your enema. What was Nick's feeling about being there at EMFs, about EMFs that were exposed to being there an EMF tower uh, and clean water? So he was very concerned about EMF and, and the, the dangerous levels that we were seeing in New York City. He had our home measured several times as well as his office. Um, and you know he personally didn't carry a cell phone um, and much to my chagrin because it was always hard to, to reach him. But then again, he was always at the office so he, he had his desk phone, um, but he didn't carry a cell phone. Uh, he, uh, came up with various ways of, of shielding um, in our home because he was he realized that what it was doing to our central nervous system. Um, and he also felt that it was incredibly important for us to drink lots of clean water. Um, and you know one of the very last articles that he wrote was was on this topic and it's it's posted on our website as well. Um, he thought we should have, uh, eight to 10, um, eight ounce glasses of clean water every day. And we personally had a reverse osmosis water filter um, at our home and use that um, exclusively. And did you add minerals back to the reverse, to, to the water after you went through the reverse? We didn't. And I know that some people are talking about that. Um, we, that's not something that we did. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so many minerals that are that are added in the supplement plans that we were on. So 
So my guess is that Nick didn't think it was necessary. Um, we would sometimes put a pinch of salt into our water glasses because um, unlike you know, popular belief, really Nick thought it was very important for us to have salt. How about, was it Himalayan salt or was it regular salt? It was Himalayan salt and it was also Celtic sea salt. And what was Nick's feeling about the sun? You know, a lot of people feel we're not out in the sun enough. We're not getting rays from the sun. Uh, did he feel safe sun was important? He did. Um, and, and so we had a home in Florida while we were living in New York City. Um, and when we would come down to Florida, uh, Nick would, he'd wear a hat, but he would make a point of getting out and get vitamin D every day. And in New York City, he walked back and forth from his home to his office. So he would be outside in the fresh air getting um, vitamin D on his walk. Um, he never used sunscreen. Uh, and he felt that they that was just putting more chemicals on your body. You didn't need that. You actually wanted to be able to, to um, not necessarily get a suntan, but not put another layer on top of your skin that could be toxic. Um, he didn't sit out in the sun. You know, he, uh, he did not enjoy sitting in the sun, um, but he did take a lot of long walks um, and, and felt that it was important for, for exercise and to get good vitamin D. In, in this book, The Maverick MD, they talk about a number of cases of people that, he've he that he helped. If you, and, he, and you've written other books about different cases that, that were helped. Uh, can you give us a few examples of some patients who had cancer and came to you and, and uh, that live much longer than they should have, or convention, I shouldn't say than they should have, live much longer than predicted? Yes. So um, when Nick died, he was working nights and weekends on this massive cancer patient casebook. Um, it was more than 120 cases with 19 different types of cancer. Um, so after he died, uh, with the help of some of his doctor friends, we published these books in, in a series called Conquering Cancer, um, and they really document the effectiveness of the protocol. So you've got in there some pancreatic cancer patients who've been living 20, 30 years after diagnosis, but it is just miracle case after miracle case. And it's everything from breast cancer to bladder cancer to leukemia to melanoma. Um, I have, have, I didn't know any of these patients um, in Nick's lifetime, but after he died, um, many of them have reached out to me, uh, not only to help support the foundation, but to help tell their story. Um, several of them spoke at our educational seminar and explained like, firsthand like what it's like to be on the protocol, um, explained the course of how their oncologist um, in their hometown would really discourage them from doing that crazy Gonzalez uh, protocol uh, and how they just stuck with it um, because they had the faith. And, and Nick was a big part of encouraging um, them and and helping them to believe that they can heal their own body, um, which is why when he died, it was so traumatic for so many of us um, to have lost that source that source of motivation and and not just knowledge. You know, it's not like he was like some of the run of the mill doctor. He was Ivy League trained and 
studied from from breakfast to midnight nonstop to try really just really wanted to find a cure for cancer and really just wanted to help people. I, I remember one of his interviews that was on Fox News on, with Carol Alt. He saved Carol. Well, she credits him with saving her uh, from her cancer. If you could talk a little bit about the, the relationship with Carol Alt. So um, Nick had a, had a wonderful relationship with Carol, and, and uh, she was a patient for quite some time. Um, I, I feel comfortable talking about it because she did talk about it on her show, A Healthy You, um, that was on Fox for Fox News for, um, I think, several years. Um, and she has since spoken about her Nick and the Gonzalez Protocol uh, on the lecture circuit, you know, specifically at the Truth About Cancer and talking about the importance of a raw diet. Um, and she's written cookbooks all about the raw diet. But uh, Nick um, helped her significantly. Um, and, you know, she, she, she's a wonderful patient because she does exactly what she's told. Um, and, you know, and frankly, that's what is important. You know, compliance is key in this type of a protocol. You know, you can get everything written on a piece of paper from the doctor, but you actually have to do it. And, and it takes a lot of self-initiative. And she felt that it was the, you know, the only choice for her. And she's, you know, doing great now. And she's still doing well. That's fantastic. Absolutely. She was diagnosed many, many years ago. Yes. You know, when I found out about Nick uh, was from Suzanne Summers' book, uh, Knockout. Uh, couldn't you talk about the relationship with Suzanne Summers and, and Nick and, and, how, and what was that like? So um, Nick got a phone call out of the blue um, one day and there was Suzanne Summers calling him to talk about his alternative cancer treatments. And she explained that she was writing this book and did he want to participate? And um, so he said, sure. And he, she said, well, put together a couple of cases. Well, you know, Nick always did everything to the nth degree. So I think he sent her like 30 cases. And, and then she read them and she said, well, I want to talk to some of these patients. I think she was a little bit suspicious because she could work with other doctors who were in this book and they didn't have 30 miracle cases. So that led to her actually interviewing some of the patients. And, you know, thankfully, um, several of Nick's patients and his and their stories were included in her book, Knockout, which covers a, a variety of different alternative methods for treating cancer. And, and they went on to become very good friends. Um, she went on and she, again, she said this publicly, so I'm not revealing um, any secrets here, but she went on his protocol for preventative reasons. She had had cancer before um, she ever met Nick uh, and uh, did, the, did the program. Um, her husband did the program um, and they were very helpful in getting the word out about Nick's work because um, it was right around 9-11 um, that you know, a lot of people didn't want to travel to New York City and they were scared to get on planes and business was, was really slow. Um, and so Suzanne's book really helped raise awareness and get a lot more people to, to be curious about Nick's work and, and then pursue him in New York. I think a lot of people found out about different ways of treating cancer because I guess, you know, over the last 50 years, in lifespan on cancer uh, survival conventionally really hasn't changed that much. 
when you're talking about solid tumors. Uh, so uh, Ty Bollinger did the truth about cancer. What was that experience like uh, doing that? Uh, it looked like, a, a, you know, it was a tremendous, uh, a tremendous achievement by Ty Bollinger traveling all over the world and putting together a, like nine part series on, on cancer and, uh, you know, taking some bullets for it. Uh, what, what, what was it like? What was it like uh, that experience? What was it like for you and what was it like for Nick? So Ty Bollinger sought out Nick when he was doing his first documentary um, and uh, Nick took his call and, and Ty seemed very earnest. And even though Nick didn't, you know, knew he didn't have a track record per se, Nick was always interested in, in telling his story and he, and he felt like he could get a fair chance with Ty. So Ty came to his office and they bonded really um, quickly and talked a lot about um, the Lord and, and Nick gave him his, his favorite Bibles. Um, and then they talked about different aspects of Nick's protocol. Um, but, but then Ty left and Nick didn't really know what was gonna happen with this content. Um, he, Nick had had experiences in the past where people would come and interview him and then he would never see it and, and it would never go anywhere. Um, but boy, did this documentary, um, this documentary was very different. Ty put together uh, a fabulous series with a bunch of other doctors and, and significantly you know, helped improve people's awareness that there were alternative cancer treatments. Now that all happened um, and, you know, before Nick died and when, when Nick passed, Ty and Charlene Bollinger reached out to me and, you know, offered their condolences. They, they, um, were very upset and they invited me to come to, uh, an event that they were having where they were going to honor Nick with a lifetime achievement award. And, you know, I'll be honest, I was terrified. <laughs> I was still in, in heavy grief. And they asked me to come and, and, and speak and accept this award at the Truth About Cancer. And, and I, I, um, I went and I was all ready to give my little acceptance speech. And then they played this incredible video of honoring Nick. They had interviewed all these different people who were telling the story of how Nick had changed their lives. And I just lost it because I was ready to do my little piece, but then I got so emotional listening to this video. Um, and, and I'll never forget how Charlene stood there and held my hand on the stage and helped me get through it. And then I you know, gave my little acceptance speech. And, and at that point I announced that we were doing um, we were starting this nonprofit foundation and that I needed help because um, I did. I didn't know how I was going to actually lead this, this foundation and, and carry on Nick's work. Um, and Ty and Charlene offered us um, a very significant uh, donation. And then Mike Adams, um, the health ranger, was in the audience and he stood up and he said, I'm going to match it. So I went home with sixty thousand dollars that that after that event, and even more determined than ever to figure out how to accomplish what we've we've um, just been able to announce today. 
And if people do want to donate, uh, they could go to the website. They sure can, and, and we would greatly appreciate it. Um, we, uh, we were doing research now with these new doctors and their patients so we can demonstrate all the additional ways that the protocol can be effective. Um, we also wanna help get the word out um, to more people about their different options and the, the different paths to wellness with this program. Um, so you can donate on our website through PayPal, um, there's also an address there if you want to send a donation. And, you know, we rely 100% on donations. Uh, so, you know, anything you can contribute would be greatly appreciated. And, you know, Nick has been on the Robert Scott Bell show a lot, and you've been on the Robert Scott Bell, and he's been a big supporter. Yes, he's such a good friend. Um, so Robert Scott Bell um, would, it was almost like he had Nick on speed dial whenever he needed to fill a hole in his schedule. And I think Nick was on, you know, rather regularly. Uh, and Nick loved it. I mean, they had a great relationship and they talk about everything from science to politics, um, sometimes, you know, sports. Um, and so uh, Robert has been a huge supporter since Nick died of helping me get the word out. Um, and yes, I recently did um, a podcast with him. And uh, Congressman, I want to ask you about Congressman Dan Burton. Was he a friend? Uh, was he helpful? Don't really know much about that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, and Kelly Brogan uh, would come and study with Nick? Yes, yeah, so Kelly Brogan uh, approached Nick in the last year of his life um, and asked if she could actually pay him like a patient, but to come in and learn how the protocol could be applied for her psychiatric patients. And so they met several times and, uh, and she has taken aspects of, the, of Nick's protocol and applied them to her new um, online uh, protocol that she offers to people who are suffering from depression or trying to get off of, of any type of um, pharmaceutical medication. And Nick's partner, Linda Isaacs, is she still seeing patients and using the protocol? She is. So she stayed in New York for a couple of years after Nick died, moved into a, a much smaller office. Um, they always had separate medical practices. So, you know, she had her own patients and took on a couple of Nick's. Um, and then more recently, she moved to Austin, Texas. And uh, she has been instrumental in helping us um, during the publication of all those books. Um, you know, she knew a lot about the patients that we were writing cases about. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that she's so committed to, to keeping the protocol alive. If you go to her website, you'll see she's written several articles recently um, that she's gotten published in scientific journals that are about various aspects of the protocol. And, and um, she's been, you know, instrumental in, in helping to carry on Nick's legacy. And where is she located now? Austin, Texas. She's in Austin, Texas. Well, this has been an unbelievable discussion. You gave me extra time. Uh, it's just such a fascinating story. Nick helped so many people, so many people that were told there was nothing that could be done. They were sent home to die and Nick was able to help them. And we need to get this word out uh, and people, could buy this book, The Maverick MD, 
uh, one of Nick's patients, Mary Swander, if I'm saying her name right. Uh, Mary Beth helped with the book. Uh, please go get the book and become become a patient, become a, a donor and help this cause. Again, Mary Beth, uh, tell us the website and how people could get involved and help. And if they need help themselves, what can they do to get the help they need? So the website address is thegonzalezprotocol.com. And um, there you'll find a ton of different information, a lot of free videos, different articles that Nick wrote. There's, there's a special section on how to become a patient of these new doctors. There's a, a section on the metabolic diet. Um, there's a place where you can reach out to me and ask questions. Um, and you know, I really encourage you to, to take a look um, and then you know, let me know what other information that you need um, so that we can help you on this journey. Um, I, uh, I knew when, I, when Nick died that it was really important um, that his legacy remain. And um, earlier this week, a friend had contacted me and, and she told me that she wanted me to know that she was one of the people for which Nick still remains alive. Well, Ernest Hemingway, who, by the way, is a classic parasympathetic dominant, <laughs> he once said, you know, every man has two deaths when he's buried in the ground and the last time someone says his name. And in some ways that makes men immortal. Well, when the name of that person is said for the last time, that's their real death when there's no more memory, no more spiritual connection to that person, that is the real death. So for Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, I just pray that with all of our work together and um, with everybody here who's watching this podcast, that Nick's second death is a very long time from now. Thank you, Mary Beth. Thank you for joining me today. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. Macu Health with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. Each generation was supposed to be healthier than the last one. Lifespan was supposed to be increasing. We were supposed to be in this paradise by now. Instead of getting healthier and healthier, it seems to have gone the opposite way. Millennials were projected to be the first generation in history to not outlive the generation before them. We are certainly headed for disaster. I think a lot of people are beginning to question the whole story. We live in a time where the paradigms are shifting. 
and the optometrist, in my opinion, is one of the best kept secrets. The public doesn't realize about going to the eye doctor. So many different diseases actually manifest in the eye. The back of the eye is the only place in the body that you could actually see the blood vessels. Completely non-invasively, you can screen thousands of people, not just for their eye health, but for their whole body health. Because this disease is here, it's also gonna be here. And I can look into the back of my eyeball and there are expert doctors on the ground who are looking at my eyeball while I'm doing it. The eye is the canary of the mind. The eye is the kingdom. Will everyone please Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.